0: Police say the suspect, 31-year-old Jeffrey Dahmer, has confessed to the killings of 11 people whose remains were found in his apartment. We are all evil in some
1: form or another,
0: are we not? Lock your doors, lock your windows. If you have the ability to provide additional security devices, then by all means do so. Hey guys, welcome to episode 114 of the True Crime Couple. I'm Kay. And I'm John. So, this is... This scary story episode that I look forward to all year long. It's here. I made John turn the lights off for this episode.
1: I know. I'm like in the dark. Guys, I'm literally (laughs) sitting here in front of our microphones in pitch darkness.
0: I think it'll add to the effect of it all.
1: You're making me do this. I want you to be scared. Oh, I'm scared. I'm already scared. (laughs) But here I am with all of you in the dark with my microphone with Kay. So...
0: He's doing it for the listeners.
1: I'm doing it for the listeners.
0: Can you believe this is our fifth Scary Story episode?
1: No. We've done five of these. Well, this will be the fifth. Yeah. It's pretty cool.
0: I hope it's scary. Our last one was absolutely terrifying.
1: I have nightmares still.
0: (laughs) I want to thank everyone who sent in a story for submission. There were so many great ones. There were actually too many to choose from. So we were... Kind of wrestling with the idea of maybe doing an additional scary story one for Patreon, just because there were so many great stories, even enough to do a second whole episode of this on. So yeah, it was a lot. I think we might do page- a Patreon one too. Maybe. Okay. So are you ready to get into this?
1: Yes, let's do it.
0: So our first story is from our listener, Carla. She says, I grew up in Pennsylvania outside of Philadelphia. And like most families did, we vacationed in the Poconos. My mother and her siblings inherited their family summer house, and it was a place that we always went. Over the years, though, my parents and my aunts and uncles all stopped talking to each other over stupid things. I feel like that happens very commonly in families. Of course. It eventually all worked out, but for a good five years, we only went up there individually and not as a big group. The house was big, so it was always creepy to just be in there alone. And later, my cousins would say the same thing about the times that they were alone in the house as well. In those years that we went to the house alone, I ranged in ages from six to ten. My brothers were older than me, and I loved playing alone. My brothers would always play in the pool, and I loved being in the woods. There was a small stream in the woods beyond the house. And the rule was that I could go into the woods by myself, but I wasn't allowed to pass the stream. Well, we had just gotten to the house and my brothers ran inside to change to get into the pool. My parents were on the deck and I was eager to get into the woods. My parents reminded me that I couldn't go past the stream as I ran out in the backyard. This was actually the last time that we had gone there alone. So I have to say I was about 10 years old. When I went into the woods, I would climb trees, explore, or sit with my notebook and draw. I loved it. But I was always a very nervous child, so I stayed close to the outskirts of the woods. I liked being where I could still at least see a part of our house. While I was walking around, I saw a girl in the woods. She was wearing a bathing suit with jean shorts and sneakers. Her hair was dark and very long. I remember thinking how beautiful it was. I ran up to her and introduced myself. I pointed out my house and told her that I would be here all summer. I asked her where she lived, what her name was, if she had brothers, if she wanted to be my friend. I was a bit of a rambler as a kid. And as I'm writing this story, I'm kind of realizing that I still am. It's okay, Carla. We love it. So she told me her name was Honor. And she told me that she lived just over there and pointed further into the woods. She said that she wanted to play and be best friends. I just remembered being so excited because I would have a friend to play with that summer. Sometimes it would get lonely there because my brothers would always leave me out. And we played all day. And when it got dark, I told her that I would have to go home for dinner. And then Honor told me that she would meet me in the woods the next day. What are you thinking so far?
1: I I would be scared. Why are we only meeting in the woods? I don't like this. There's nothing there. It's just trees and scary <laughs> stuff. I don't know. But you know what? Like it, it's it, isn't it weird though? How even being ten years old, everything it's it's just so calm to you that you just met some person in the woods. Yeah,
0: like things just happen. Like things just fall in your lap.
1: It's just like yeah, and like you're okay with that. Whereas an adult would be like, um, "Where are you located? Yeah, like why are why you why are you here in the woods for? What, what's your intentions?" You know, you can't just think that point when you're somewhere t-
0: and say that's where you live. Right. That doesn't that help doesn't,
1: me. Yeah, it doesn't work out for me.
0: I also think there's something about the daytime that doesn't put us on guard as much as the nighttime. So like meeting someone in the daytime in the woods is a lot less scarier than the nighttime.
1: Yeah, just like you putting me in the dark right now with this microphone.
0: This is an experiment. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so Carla continues. I went home and told my family about my friend over dinner, and they were happy that I had met a friend. My parents did comment on how Honor was an unusual name and that they did not know that there were houses on the other side of the woods.
1: Yeah, where's your house now? Point at it now. (laughs) And also, that is true. I didn't even think about that. That name is a little weird.
0: It's a rare name.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah,
0: I've heard it before, but it's very rare. Okay. Okay. So right after breakfast, I ran into the woods to play with Honor. It took me a while, but eventually I found her climbing a tree close to the stream. We played for hours until my mom called me home for lunch. I asked her if... What was that? I have no idea. I wonder if the microphones picked that up. Oh my God. Okay. All right. I'll start again. So... (laughs) Duh! It took me a while, but eventually I found her climbing a tree close to the stream. We played for hours until my mom called me home for lunch. I asked her if she wanted to come over for lunch, but she said no. She was scared to meet my brothers. I got it. I would be scared, too, if she had older brothers, so I just kind of shrugged the whole thing off. Okay. After that day, I would see Honor every other day in the woods. Not specifically every other day but there will be some days that she just didn't show up when i would ask where she was she would tell me that she hadn't been able to come out that day so one day my brothers had gone into town to get groceries with my father so i asked honor if she wanted to swim in the pool with me and she agreed
1: oh she's coming out of the woods coming out of the woods okay good
0: so i was so excited My parents had wanted to meet her and my mom would finally get a chance to. I ran to our house with Honor on my heels and I told her to wait outside. I told my mother that Honor was here and that we were going to go swimming and I asked if she could make us snacks. So I jumped into the pool and Honor only sat on the edge. She had taken her shoes off and I remember thinking that her feet looked very cut up. My mother came outside with sandwiches and drinks for us. I got out and thanked her and told Honor to come meet my mom, but she stayed at the edge of the pool and only waved to her. My mother asked me where Honor was, and I was confused. I told her she was at the side of the pool, and my mother smiled at me and laughed, and she told me to have fun with my friend and went back inside.
1: Oh, oh God. Does she think it's like an imaginary friend? Yeah. It's a ghost. Okay. Continue.
0: Okay. We continued to play in the pool until we heard my father's car pull up to the house. She asked if we could go back into the woods. I got out of the pool and got my shoes on quickly and ran after Honor, who was holding her sneakers and running into the woods. That was where we stayed until I was called home for dinner. So let's fast forward through the two and a half weeks that we were there on the property in addition to this happening. I played with honor almost every day after that, but only in the woods. Every day she would ask me to go further and further into the woods with her. The deepest I would go to was the stream and she would beg me to go further, but I was too frightened. I also remember asking her why she always wore the same bathing suit but she told me that it was her favorite. My parents never asked me about Honor after that day. My mother met her by the pool. And eventually, it was time to go home. It was sad to say goodbye to Honor, but we promised that we would get together next summer. On the way home, my mother asked me if my imaginary friend was going to be coming home with us.
1: I knew it. Okay.
0: I didn't know what she meant. I didn't have an imaginary friend, I told her. They were for babies. Her and my father looked at each other and laughed, which made me pretty angry as a 10-year-old kid, and I had no idea what she was talking about. So I spent the whole next year insisting to my parents that honor was real. Like I said, that summer was the last summer that we went up there alone, and I remember the next year we were headed up there, And my parents and my one brother were teasing me because they knew it bothered me, making fun of my imaginary friend and wondering if my cousins would play with the imaginary friend. So I kind of just had convinced myself that she was imaginary too, because I didn't want my family to keep making fun of me. And I was kind of embarrassed to tell my cousins about it because what if she wasn't real?
1: Okay, so like she's kind of questioning it, like questioning herself now. Okay.
0: So she then goes on to say, sorry, we were going to be there for a month. We didn't have to split the time, so we got to be there longer. And every day I went into the woods with my cousins in hopes that Honor would be there, but she never showed up. Honor had always been a joke in my family from that point on. And that angered me to no end because I really did think she was real. So a few years ago at Christmas, I stayed up late with my brothers and their wives and my boyfriend. We had been drinking a lot. Out of the blue, my one brother, the one I like better, told me that he knew that honor was real. Oh, really? I was shocked. I had not thought about her in years, and we hadn't been talking about it either. My other brother laughed and said, oh, not this again. And I insisted that he told me what he meant. And he told me that he had seen me with her. When we had gotten back from getting groceries and we were carrying groceries into the house, he had seen her and I running back into the woods. He explained what she looked like, that she was that she had long, dark hair, and that she had been holding a pair of sneakers, and that I was running after
1: her. Oh, my God. So he also must have witnessed her ghost. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. That's insane.
0: So she goes, I was shocked. I had never told anyone that detail. He was right. So why did you never say anything? I asked. And he said he didn't want to be like the butt of the jokes that my family had been making fun of me for this imaginary friend. And he had seen her too, but he didn't want to get made fun of. So he didn't say anything. So this was shocking and is even more unsettling to me than me being the only one who saw her. And the next morning we asked my mom about it and she swore that no one had been at the pool that day. No little girl was dangling her feet in the pool. It had just been me. She even looked out the window occasionally and saw me playing in the pool by myself. And she also added that she knew that there were no houses in that woods.
1: That's scary. That is so scary. I got chills, guys. I got chills. That is insane. Wow. But isn't it crazy, though, that the brother corroborated her story?
0: Yeah, but now her brother just unlocked this horrifying, like, detail. Yeah. That now means that you were playing with a ghost for an entire summer.
1: That is insane.
0: Or was there a girl? But then the mother would have seen someone in the pool.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And the why did see she
0: it. want her to keep going into the woods?
1: That's, I think, the worst part about the whole thing.
0: And her feet were cut up when she took that's, her shoes like, She remembers vivid details about this.
1: Yeah. That well, is weird.
0: Carla, I am terrified. And I am now never going to rent a house in the in the Poconos, No, I ever. don't want
1: to. No. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'll stay right here where I am.
0: That was a good one, right?
1: Yeah, it is. I'm going to let everyone in on a secret fear of mine. So here it goes. Cuz it's October, close to uh, Christmas. Close to Christmas. <laughs> oh, it's kind of close to Christmas. No, close to Halloween, so I will let everyone know this. My one fear is that I'm going to have a kid and the kid's going to start seeing ghosts and it's going to scare the living crap out of me. Like that is going to terrify me. Like if the kid goes, I'm playing with my friend or something like that, I, I will flip out.
0: I hope they always do that.
1: No, please don't. <laughs> that is definitely a fear of mine. So I just let everyone know my little secret fear is that I'm scared that my kid's going to see ghosts.
0: Like that's terrifying.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I can't believe the one brother saw it. but he, And he had been keeping it to himself. Only alcohol spilled he, that out. He
1: was probably scared, too.
0: He was probably terrified. Yeah.
1: Right. That's probably the real reason why he didn't want to say anything, yeah. too. Because, you know, on top of being made fun of by the family. Right. He was probably scared.
0: Oh, my God. I'm not... These these stories are freaking insane. <laughs> They're insane. Okay. So, the next story we have is a little bit of a shorter story. It's one of those quick gotcha, will make you pee your pants.
1: Oh, man. Sorry. All okay. right. Yep.
0: So this is from Sanika. So I was home alone with my two toddler children. My husband was at work. It had been a very late night. So at around 11 p.m., I was in bed alone sleeping when all of a sudden I was being rolled up in my blanket by something. And then it picked me up. And I began to try and fight my way out of the covers But whatever it was, was holding me tightly and I was able to move my arm and pound on what felt like a chest and then I felt like arms were squeezing me. So she felt like it was a person.
1: Oh my God.
0: I screamed and whatever it was, put me down, lifted me back up and put me back down again and did this over and over And then my son ran into my room, screaming, and he yelled, leave my mama alone. And then I felt myself fall to the floor. I quickly unwrapped myself and saw my son standing, looking scared. I asked where the person went, and he said he didn't know. So I started running through my house, turning on all of my lights, checked in my daughter's room, she was still sleeping, and the rest of the house was clear. All the doors and windows were still locked. All the doors and windows were still locked. No one was in the home.
1: That's so scary. Okay. What do you think? Like, what could that have been?
0: Wait, it's not done.
1: Oh, it's not done? No. Oh, God. Okay. So
0: I called my husband to come home. Eventually, he got home and he checked everything as well. Like, throughout the house. There was nothing. He then asked our son what he saw. And he said... It was a monster.
1: No, no, not even like a person. It, it's a monster. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: A month later, we moved. Never knew what it was. Never looked back at that house.
1: That's terrifying.
0: Yeah. You know what? That reminds me of the like the Baba Duck.
1: No, 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 stop. Don't even talk about that. <laughs> don't even stop. You know what? Now everyone that listens to us, like, they're gonna think I'm like a big baby. But I don't he like is. that. That movie is terrifying
0: this story is terrifying okay
1: both are terrifying but you just you just brought that into the fold so now that's even worse sorry i reminded you of the bad oh attack. gosh i can't you know how long it took for that for me to get that out of my mind i know it was bad oh, th- oh thanks a lot Kay. appreciate it <laughs> oh god
0: okay Ooh, i think after that one we need to take a little bit of a break are you ready for the next story yeah let's do it okay so this next story is from sam In mid-2018, my boyfriend and I had moved into a small old house. Although we had been dating for five years at this point, moving in together was a completely different experience than we had anticipated. We had been arguing often over stupid things. But one night in particular, something interrupted our argument. My boyfriend and I were laying in bed while we were arguing just to describe the room, it was about nine by nine feet, and our king-size bed took up the whole room.
1: Sounds familiar? Sounds
0: familiar. <laughs> um, except for a few feet at the bottom, where the bedroom door and closet were located. Wait, John, this is actually exactly what our room looks like.
1: Okay. All right. That's not what I want to hear, <laughs> because now I'm going to think that this is going to happen to me. Whatever's coming next. <laughs> okay. But go ahead. Continue.
0: So, we were laying in the pitch dark, all window curtains pulled. We specifically have blackout curtains since the streetlight shines directly into our window.
1: Okay, stop. Is this like our story somehow? No, but it's so good. When I
0: read it, I was like increasingly getting terrified. Um, Because this describes every aspect of our bedroom. Seriously. Okay. So, she said this is important that the blackout windows uh, curtains were shut. Okay. Okay. As my boyfriend was arguing his point, I was staring at our open bedroom door as he spoke. As he was speaking, however, this blue, partially translucent orb came around the corner slowly and steadily. It was about five feet from the ground as it moved. I immediately start staring at this orb and exclaim, oh my God, several times while being stunned. My brain was racked. I was stuck, frozen, staring at the orb. My boyfriend had not noticed as quickly as me, and at first thought I was interrupting him, but I pointed, and he became speechless. The orb was floating in front of our closet at the end of the bed, right next to the open bedroom door. It was about the size of a soccer ball and it seemed to have this electric but slow-moving texture inside of it. It gave off a low blue light around it. It had stopped in front of the closet and stayed for only a few seconds, moved upward about a foot, stayed a moment again, and then went through the closed closet door, as if the door were liquid but unmoving.
1: Like, that is insane. Now I'm going to think when I go lay in bed tonight that I'm going to see an orb and I'm going to flip out.
0: Like it's going to come through the door.
1: Yeah. Thanks, you move Kay. Move slowly another, there. Another thanks, Kay, because I don't blame our listeners. <laughs> we asked for this, but the way Kay is uh, telling this story is just scaring me, so.
0: Okay, wait. So it's not done. Okay. After the orb went into the closet, we both laid in bed speechless. It felt like minutes passed before my boyfriend asked if I had seen what he saw. He confirmed with me the details of the orb we saw and said, okay, so I'm not crazy. He jumped up out of bed and turned on every light in the house. While looking out the windows to see if someone was outside. No one, no cars. I was scared and shaking in bed, but sitting up now. I was staring at him looking around and I was filled with this deep fear for having seen something that my brain just couldn't deal with. But suddenly, as my boyfriend was staring out the bedroom door with his back to me, I was filled with this unbelievable feeling of joy. I felt it so much, I smiled, and I couldn't stop smiling. My boyfriend turned around and asked what the heck I was smiling about. I was just so happy. I didn't know why. It felt like a blanket of pure happiness had been laid over me even though I had just been arguing, crying, and then deathly afraid. After I smiled, we laid in bed with the lights on for the rest of the night. My boyfriend had not felt the same feeling I did and was spooked by the whole event. The next day, we told a story to a friend who, in particular, loves the topic of paranormal activity, And this friend told us that blue orbs are often kind spirits, sometimes referred to as angel orbs or guardian spirits, that are visiting to check on us.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Does that make you feel a little bit better? No. Okay. So um, Sam goes on to say, I'm still a skeptic to a point. So I don't know if I believe it 100%. Sometimes my mind wants to cope and say it was a car light. But our windows have blackout curtains and blinds. 2018 was one of the hardest years for me for a variety of reasons. So maybe it was a spirit trying to help in some way.
1: I mean, it's possible. But like, I, I mean, I've never heard of someone seeing uh, an orb that big. You and know and I mean? it,
0: staying still and yeah. being so present. That's so interesting. It's
1: very odd. I mean... I mean, I think everyone knows my stance on it, and if not, I'll just repeat it. I mean, I believe that there's definitely something, um, whether it's, you know, um, I mean, you know, people believe, you know, people have religions and stuff, of course, but uh, there has to be something else after death, right? I mean, there has to be.
0: And I think it's interesting, the timing. Like, they do always say that when people are at heightened states of emotions, that paranormal activity, whatever it may be, is at its height as well because it's feeding off of your emotions so it could have been that or it could have been like your friend explained to you someone checking and just making sure that you were okay any spirits that positive spirits that you may have from loved ones that might have passed away
1: i mean that's the uh, it's you know that's a positive way to look yes. at it you know what i mean
0: a terrifying thing and a positive thing
1: yeah yeah because it, it is odd too because your your boyfriend didn't get that same feeling.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Which is interesting. But I mean, she was still in the room.
1: Yeah. Maybe
0: Or maybe it was for her.
1: Maybe it was for her. Either way. Either way. Very scary. scary.
0: <laughs> okay. Next story. This is a story from Leia. She says, I work as an ER nurse at a hospital in Virginia. I was single at the time and was not from the area. So I was looking for a small apartment to rent. Nothing fancy, just somewhere where I could sleep, eat, and relax when I had the chance to do so. At that time in my life, I really just wanted to be alone, so living in a small apartment was perfectly fine. The apartment complex I found was in a somewhat suburban area. It was exactly what I was looking for. It had character, but was in a quiet place. So, when you walk in, there's a lobby area where all of our mailboxes were, and four apartments on the first floor. Then there was a grand staircase on the second floor, and four apartments exactly above where the four apartments below were. At the time, the building had three apartments that were open two on the first floor, and one on the second. I chose the apartment on the second floor because I felt like they were safer. I had just gone through a rough breakup, and I didn't have many things, so my move-in was quite quick. While I was living there, I worked 12-hour shifts and picked up all the overtime I could. When I would get home, I would make something for me to eat and then pass out. But my sleeping would always be uneasy. I felt like someone was in the apartment with me at all times. I never felt alone there. I can relate. Creepy vibes.
1: I can relate to that.
0: So the building itself was so old, so I knew that noises were normal for a building like that, but there always had been constant tapping on the walls and sounds of footsteps. I would open my apartment door or look through the peephole and there would never be anyone there. The apartment below me was occupied, but I never heard noises coming from them. It was always noises outside of my apartment door. The worst was when it sounded like someone was running up the main staircase. I would be so scared that someone was trying to break in or want it to cause harm because that's how it felt. I can't explain it. I felt like whoever was running up those stairs had a bad intention. And then I would look outside my door through the peephole, of course, because I was scared and no one was there. It was very unsettling. As time went on, I made friends at the hospital. I told them the stories about the apartment and how it scared me to no end. Another thing that happened was when one of my friends from work came to pick me up for dinner one night. She was parked in front of the building on the side of the street. I'd been waiting for her in the lobby. As soon as I saw her car, I stepped out. When I got in, she asked who that was. Is he single? And I had no idea who she was talking about. What do you mean, I asked. She said that guy that walked out behind you. And I told her that there hadn't been anyone behind me. And she insisted that there had been. We looked around, but there was no one walking up or down the street. I knew that I had been alone in the lobby. And I would have noticed if someone was walking up right behind me down the walkway. From then on, she definitely believed me about my stories. Once my lease was up on the apartment, I moved out. I was so happy when I left. I felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. My first night in my new place, I felt like I was finally able to sleep.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I, you know, I do find that interesting, though, like this time it was an adult. That's that said that they he you know there was somebody behind her in the lobby, yeah. but i I do find that interesting that, like as an adult, she was able to see because you know they say that like children are able to be they're a little bit more perceptive than than adults right right, so for the adult to see
0: somebody someone walk behind there
1: that's interesting
0: can you imagine though it sounds like someone's running up a staircase and you look out and no one's there
1: I mean yeah, I mean, I've had that happen. In my house, Ugh. um, when I lived, you know, when I lived with my parents. I mean, there was there would be things like that all the time. So I relate to this story a lot because no matter what and where you were in the house, you, you felt never like you felt, alone. yeah, you never felt alone. You could be doing anything. You could, I used to be on the treadmill in my basement, and I would mm-hmm. think that there was somebody there. I, you know, you're in the shower, and it was like someone was right outside that door. No,
0: I agree. I felt the yeah. same way in your Goshen house.
1: So I relate to this. So. I know how it feels, and it's, it's horrible, actually.
0: That is really scary. Yeah. But it's, it's good that she was able to sleep when she moved somewhere oh, else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so our next story is from Alyssa. So Alyssa says she doesn't just have one single story. It's kind of been stuffed throughout her life. So hopefully that's okay. Perfectly okay, Alyssa. Thank you. <laughs> So she says, I've been sensitive to supernatural and paranormal things. Yes, I realize how crazy this makes me sound. I've been told so before. This is your safe space. So it is totally fine. (laughs) Definitely. So I've unfortunately lost a few family members and loved ones at an early age. Ever since I was about seven or eight, I've had this experience many, many times. I'll wake up in the middle of the night, absolutely freezing cold you know that sensation where you know someone's looking at you because the hairs at the back of your neck stand up? That happened to me too. And this happened pretty often, and it still does now and then, but, but not as often as it would when I was a child. So when this would wake me up at night, after a while I've realized that no one, physically at least, was standing over me. I would say the name of past family members or friends If nothing happened, I would say another name and so on and so on. So basically that would happen until I said someone's name that I thought could potentially be there. And then I would get this tingly feeling all over me. And then all of a sudden I would be warm again. Like almost as if confirming that it was them that was there.
1: Like it was almost like on demand. Like ask a question. (laughs) You'll be warm again. (laughs) Right.
0: So both my mom and dad's side of the family is pretty big, with most of us spread out between Canada and the U.S. So I was down in New York State for a family reunion, and we were staying at my uncle's house. He had passed away a few months before in the house, and the house sat empty while his children were cleaning and renovating and preparing for it to be sold. And that is where we had the reunion set up. We all stayed in the house so we wouldn't have to pay for a hotel. The house has been in the family for about 110 years, with three relatives that I know of who have passed away there, plus who knows how many other people. And like I said earlier, I've always been really sensitive to paranormal stuff, even as an adult. My younger sister and I were sharing a bed. She fell asleep almost instantly. While I laid in bed, having this uneasy feeling get stronger and stronger. I tried to ignore it, and I put my headphones in and listened to some music to fall asleep. Starting to relax a bit, when all of a sudden the blankets were tugged off of me.
1: I don't like that. No.
0: And my sister immediately told me off for pulling the covers off. But it wasn't me. She went back to sleep, and eventually... I fell asleep about three hours later. The next night, something similar happened, but it was the door. The door that I specifically made sure was shut correctly so the wind wouldn't blow it open. Well, it slammed open and then slammed shut again, shaking the whole entire house. My sister again told me off thinking that it was me trying to mess with her. And then I proceeded to stay awake the entire night. The following day in the afternoon, I decided to try and take a nap since I hadn't really slept um, since being there, about six hours and three days. So I figured since it's daytime, probably nothing would happen, right? Well, while I was sleeping, I woke up and saw that all of the drawers from the two dressers in the room had been pulled open.
1: It's kind of like a, like a poltergeist. Yeah.
0: So I go downstairs and proceed to give my sister shit for messing with me. She got angry and denied it. So I grabbed her hand and we both went upstairs to the bedroom and see that all the dresser drawers were closed.
1: What? So okay. So some something opened it and then closed. And then
0: close it and then made it made her feel crazy. So it was like oh messing my God. with her. So she said, luckily it was only a five day vacation because I basically didn't sleep at all until we left that house.
1: That's insane. I would have taken a picture. Yes. I would have tried to take a picture and then went downstairs and showed, you know, you know, all the drawers opened and then questioned her there, you know?
0: That's really, really scary. Yeah, it is. And Alyssa goes on, she has more stories too. So I'm just gonna share one more with you from her list. And then I think I'm going to save the other ones for the Patreon episode. Okay. She said, I'm just going to share one more story with you. So I don't take up too much of your time. It was totally fine. I loved it. I grew up in a very small town where if you didn't drive, you didn't go anywhere. So being a regular teenager without a license, I was 15 at the time. My parents would get stuck driving me around. My dad came to pick me up from a friend's house at around 1030 to 11 p.m. It was late fall. It wasn't snowing yet, but it was cold and we were having a huge rainstorm that evening. My friend lived at the end of a dirt road where your nearest neighbor was about a kilometer away. I was looking out of my window as my dad drove and I see a person walking towards us. It was a guy, pretty tall, maybe late teens, wearing jeans and a dark hoodie with the hood pulled up. Being such a small town, I looked to see if he was one of my schoolmates that lived on the same road as my friend, and thinking maybe we could offer him a ride since it was raining so hard. He was walking with his head pointed down, and as he saw the car approaching, he lifted his head. I moved my head to get a better look at him, and as we were just about to pass him, he looks up, and he had no face
1: no face at all
0: it was just blank what i whip my head around as we pass him because what the actual fuck but as i moved my head he disappeared completely i checked the mirror to see if maybe he had moved out of the way to behind us into the middle of the street but no one was there very creepy to say the least People say weird stories like this all the time where there's like this weird, they're driving and there's someone on the side of the road. They go back. They're not there or the person doesn't have a face there. I hear stories like this all the time.
1: Yeah. And you know, what's actually funny. Um, I know there's a, I could be thinking of the wrong thing here, but they say that like in our brain, we will put faces on things, right? Yes. So it kind of begs the question. If your brain tries to put a face to something and there is, and your eyes, it's coming back to that there is no face there, what does that mean then? That's
0: absolutely terrifying. Right? Yeah.
1: Like, I'm actually scaring myself. If your body- Is your,
0: supposed to make a face. Like, they say if you stare at a mirror long enough, a face will appear. Right. Like you, Because like, our yeah. mind wants to see faces.
1: Exactly. But yet, we can never remember. Um, uh, there's something else to, to go with that as well, where we don't remember- details of faces all the time
0: okay just like so, general shape
1: so like for example if i saw your face out in public and uh i stared at the mirror i could possibly think of the last face that i saw or put it's it's like bizarre i don't know all the details to it okay but anyway reg- i'm going off on a tangent <laughs> just know if you saw no face there and we try to put faces to things that don't are that are not there or whatever
0: it means there was nothing
1: there was nothing Which means it was a ghost. That's so scary.
0: (laughs) Okay. So are you ready for our last scary story?
1: Okay. I feel like this whole episode has has got me on edge.
0: Yes, I know. Very creepy. I'm
1: I'm like not acting myself right now. (laughs) This
0: is all like ghost stories. Like I felt like last episode, last year's episode, we had some like true crime stuff or we had like just creepy actual people being weird stuff. So this is a super paranormal episode.
1: Thank God we do true crime because I could not sit here with you and talk about ghosts every single like week.
0: You know, what's really funny when we, this is before we started the podcast and I love listening to podcasts. There's one podcast that I love that is kind of just people call in and say stories about like ghost stories or like crypto stories. And remember you said like, oh, we should do this. No, you would not be able to handle this. (laughs) Hey, thank listen, god wish, we do true wishful crime.
1: thinking you know <laughs> but yeah i am so glad we do true crime even though those are monsters too you know but it's uh,
0: almost scarier true crime because i mean it is those are monsters well i mean i don't know i'd rather a monster i could see versus one that disappears
1: yeah or is it orb that goes through your closet doors yeah
0: or a monster that only your son can see
1: stop it oh my god <laughs> okay
0: okay so this is a story from maria We live in a condominium complex. I know this is going to sound crazy, but we, meaning my husband and I, have always felt like we were sensitive to the supernatural. Our house is completely fine. We have never sensed anything here. Until our son did. One night, our son, who was seven at the time, came into our bedroom and said, there's a man in my room. That's my fear. Fear unlocked.
1: That is literally my fear right there.
0: (laughs) So I thought right away someone had broken in. My husband must have thought the same thing because he jumped out of bed and told me to stay in the room with our son and he was going to go check it out. He closed the door. He came back quickly after and said that he couldn't find anyone in the house. We brought our son into the kitchen and made him some chocolate milk and asked him what had happened he said he woke up and there was a man in his bedroom the man told him that he thought he was lost and he just needed someone to find him he said that he told the man that he would get his mom and dad and they would help and that's when he came in our room but my husband had found no one in the house so we thought okay our son might be a little sensitive too and maybe this was the first ghost that he had ever seen. We didn't really think anything of it until about a week later, where there were police cars and an ambulance down the street from us. I decided to walk our dog and be nosy. I asked someone who was standing around what had happened. She told me that the man in that condo had died, and they just found his body because his neighbors began to smell it. It was determined later that he had been dead for two weeks when they found him.
1: Oh my god. You know that happens so much. Like I hope that's never us.
0: He said, I'm lost. I'm lost. I need yeah. someone to find me.
1: Oh my god.
0: That just gave me chills.
1: But what a good what a good little boy though. <laughs> he walks I'll in. get my mom. Hey, I'll get my mom and dad. They'll help you. <laughs> oh get out my of my room. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: That is terrifying. That is.
1: Oh, my God. Shit. I can't handle it. But the fear level right now is a, like an 11 out of 10. Really? Yeah.
0: See, the lights need to be off every time we do this episode.
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I could do the lights off thing. Like, I, We're still here in pitch darkness while we're t- while you're telling me the story. Ugh.
0: I know. Tonight, tonight's going to be hard with you. Maybe you I'll make what? you chocolate milk.
1: <laughs> Maybe I need some chocolate milk and Full some melatonin. Pff, yeah. <laughs> knock me out please oh my
0: gosh those were phenomenal stories and like i said we had so many amazing submissions so i think we might do an episode for patreon or um you know maybe next year like think about doing like maybe three episodes in october next year and do two of these scary story episodes in one regular
1: yeah and honestly i mean if it wasn't for you guys giving us these stories we wouldn't be able to do this and i know as you could as you could see um or tell uh kay loves them so
0: oh my god i love them so much (laughs) i also think it's a cool way to connect with listeners
1: oh yeah absolutely i love to listen to the stories that they have to say it's awesome
0: so again i just want to thank everyone for their story submissions we really appreciate it and for those of you that submitted stories to us and we use them even if it's just for the patreon page i will be sending you your amazon gift card so we appreciate your sharing and you know until two weeks guys Happy Halloween.
1: Happy Halloween, guys. Bye. Bye.